Hello and welcome to the Witch's Tea Party with host Amanda Fisher, Mas Me, the Tantric Witch, and Ellen Serena, Wealth Witch on all things witchy and women. Hello, Ellen. <laughs> beautiful. Ellen, how are you? Hey, gorgeous. How are you going? I'm good. Are you all recovered now? Ah, uh, we're getting there. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's an interesting journey having COVID. <laughs> I feel I've really missed you. I have to say, I think everyone's missed you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, lovely. All right, so we got the hat for today and the topics. I do. I do. I wonder where my Facebook hat has been. It's because I parked it on my shelf here. I was like, oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> um, there's so many that we haven't gone through. So I close my eyes. All right, topic for today is. Ah, womb healing. <laughs> we love everyone we pull out, but um, how now we've, we, you don't mind me saying we've both come off our menstrual cycle recently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was over the new moon, which was the 1st of May in the yes. side of the hemisphere. Oh man, did anything come up for you? Because I had some loads of stuff coming up for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I was obviously quite sick with COVID for the last um, week or so. So I feel like it's just been a blur. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's been a really weird experience, I think, with the new moon and bleeding and having COVID. <laughs> I don't think I've actually been on this planet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think, um, yeah, but definitely like with womb healing, uh, very powerful stuff. And yourself? Uh, I don't want to bore anybody, really. I think I just get stuck into what we mean by womb healing because <laughs> I think this is still quite a new term for myself. Um, mm. Yeah, because you're kind of like, what? And I, I'm, I did mention on a previous podcast, um, I went to like a shamanic womb healing circle. I'd had no expectations. I'd never done anything like this before. It was in Bondi in some back street house. I have no idea what was going on. <laughs> Um, and there's a big group of women there and she was a real shaman like she was out there um it was like stepping into a cave you know with like loads of textures and cloths everywhere and cushions and we went into a visualized meditation and i went off for maybe a couple of hours and that's the one i ended up howling like a wolf at the end which was really <laughs> cool is that you know you kind of go you have that filter of what the fuck am i doing and then mm -hmm. you just go well you know and we can't beat them if you can't beat them join them this actually feels supernatural like super mm. natural not supernatural um and we went into our womb space and that's very it's a lot easier for a woman to depict that but for mm -hmm. men and i'm saying this with all of my work womb space that includes men it's your yes. house creativity whether you're creating sperm or creating eggs you're still creating life force yes so I think that's the first thing to set straight is your womb space is is across all genders. And it doesn't matter what you've had happen in there, whether you've had a hysterectomy, whether you've had scarring, operations, trauma, that's what we're focusing on healing. Yeah, absolutely. I think another name as well for those of us, because often like when we think of the word womb, a lot of people instantly assume like the, the physical space of a woman and carrying a baby. Um, and I sort of say to people, because obviously the womb space is in 
this what the one we talk about the energetic womb space is in men and women alike and I sort of also say to people you know that if they don't feel comfortable with the word womb it's like it's also the seat of your subconscious mind so it's it's like the seat of your power your creativity your sensuality sexuality it also houses you know stuff from your family lineage from the collective consciousness it's almost like the seat as well of like the divine feminine divine masculine um, aspects as well so I think um yeah, for anyone listening and that, and anyone that kind of thinks that womb is just where a baby is made, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's far more than that. It's, yeah, it's a very powerful seat of your, yeah, like you were saying, your power, basically. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I think you're like a powerhouse. I'm sure I've picked that phrase up from somewhere over the years. Mm. It's a powerhouse. You're a powerhouse. It's where it's stored. It's where it's home. And, you know, I've always thought my power is in my head, you know, um, mm. intellectually. <laughs> or is it in my heart? Is it your solar plexus? Because that's very central and, you know, it's where you ex- can express power. And yes. for me, going into tantric work, it was like, oh, you're, t- to heal your sexual power, it's like mm. I actually said to a friend, it's like we're walking around with a supernatural power or a superpower that we don't even know because yes. we're not tapping into it. We're using yeah. it in a physical gratification sense but we're not mm-hmm. actually really using it as a connection to the divine source yes. that can heal yeah. our whole body, that can increase immunity, that can manifest, can do this, can do that. Blah, blah. Um, and maybe this is a question for you because when I've seen you on your journey and you've transformed many clients, <laughs> you use your whole um, essence of your business, wasn't it, to, to get into womb healing? Was it? Yeah, I went through a phase, obviously, like my womb witch woke up um, and I think, yeah, that was a few years ago now But it, and then I ended up doing a lot of womb healings for people as well and it was like, it's kind of like shamanic in a way, like you go into the base of the body and you can really tap into the root cause of a lot of people's issues. So usually something that's like manifested on the physical surface of things, usually it has its roots quite deep in the subconscious. And um, what was really fascinating when I started to work with the womb space, and obviously, you know, you're called to work with that area in your work as well, um, is just how much shit we store down there. (laughs) And it's like, um, you know, how much stuff we can be carrying from our family lineage, from the collective consciousness and a lot of wounding. I found in particular working with women and their womb spaces, um, there was a lot of, tend to be like a lot of sexual trauma or trauma of on the female side of things, so where women haven't felt safe to express their gifts, um, to create wealth with their gifts. Um, I found that was quite um, heavy wounding uh, in the womb space. Um, It's also being out of touch with our cycle and our rhythm and our connection to Mother Earth. Like a lot of the time, a lot of people like, you know, you're saying before, very much in that logical, masculine, ego thinking mind. Um, So yeah, it was really, really interesting going on those journeys with people and going into the womb space um, because there's just so much magic down there. And there's a really beautiful book. I don't know if you've read it, Amanda, but it's called um, Womb Awakening. And it's actually written by a doctor and his wife. Um, Dr. I think it's like Bertrand Um, and they actually wrote a really, it's quite a thick book but they wrote around 2017 and they talk about the awakening of the womb consciousness, the divine feminine, the mother God um, and how it's history through the ages, um, how it's been buried and condemned and ostracised but now it's making a resurgence. So I find that's a really powerful book to read for anyone that wants to understand, you know, the power of the womb space and healing with the womb as well. Oh my God, I've written that down. That is, we'll, we'll put it in the notes, and I'm definitely going to get that book. Hundred <laughs> percent. That is, 
it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Really it. Enjoy it. Um, it's it's interesting as well how it's evolving as a woman, um, especially after having children, and like we don't get educated on this stuff. Like no, yeah. the sex ed is so basic, and it's about procreating. <laughs> we don't have any wisdom that's passed down through the through women or through our ancestors to kind of say, hey, and I've got in with my pagan witch um, ritual, I'll always return some menstrual blood back to the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's now carrying like in, uh, well, it's, it's not an invocation, um, a, bit, a bit of a blessing just to sort of say thank you. It's, a, it's to connect me back to mother earth, to say thank you for my life force. Thank you that I've created a baby. Um, you know, honoring Mother Earth. It's just, and and, and I've, I studied this from my witch mentor. Is she said it's all about intention. Like as long as your mm-hmm. intention is from love, you can't go wrong. It's not about what you do or getting it wrong or getting it right or anything. Um, yes. And that's kind of developed over like the, the last year or so. And and when I first did it, I thought this is nuts. This is what am I doing? And I went out at night time so no one would see me, you know, in case the neighbors saw me. Um, but it, as soon as I actually did it, it felt really natural. Like I'd yes. done it before, like this was just something, you know, it's just something that you just do. And it's only once a month as well. Um, yes. And what's happened for me is I've, I've, I've actually, I think I reached out to you and said, I actually, I'm not, I'm, I don't have that PMS feeling for a week beforehand. Mm. It just goes straight into, poof, and it flows. And it, I think, again, it's a reflection, I think you said, of what we're going through at the time and our energy. Um, mm. And maybe I'm looking after my body a bit more because I've stopped drinking alcohol and I'm not, you know, binging out on crappy foods. But it just flowed. And then it yeah. was really, really heavy and intense. And I actually, I had a shower and I put my hands, again, I think you suggested doing this before, and I just asked my body for some advice, basically. I was in the shower, and you know how warm water is a pain relief? Same as in labor. So I had the warm water going, and it was all on my belly, all on my lower back, and I was like, oh, I just want to stay here forever. Put my hands (laughs) there, round my lower tummy, and said, what do you need from me? And it said, just this, just Mm. this, just don't, don't push yourself, don't do anything. And I had a, such a nice time just to surrender. And I told my son and said, no, no, mommy's got tummy pains, blah, blah, blah. It's that time of the month. It's not yucky. Blah, blah, blah. And, <laughs> um, and then with the new moon, it, I was, it was supercharged. It was a really deep purge and release. And then it's in mm-hmm. the cycle finished. Because I was really, do you know what came up for me this, t- this month was the fact that I think maybe as well because we're in our 40s, I don't mm-hmm. know how many more of these I'm going to be having. Because lots mm. of my friends are becoming perimenopausal. And mm. I'm going to go, okay, this is a weird psychology that I'm actually going to miss this. I'm going to mm. <laughs> <I'm gonna> miss <laughs> my period. And I've spent my whole life hating my period. You know? <laughs> it is painful. And you go, yeah, but it's a chance to purge. It's a part, chance to release. And I, I poo a lot more too. I'll tell you that. Mm. Like, everything's <laughs> down there like i have this huge purge it's like i'm burning through calories i'm eating more food everything's going through me but i feel i feel it's weird it's like i feel lighter but heavier i feel expansive but you know mm. it's, it's, it's now i'm really feeling into it it's changing yes That's my message yeah <laughs> absolutely and i think as well like yeah once you start to honor your cycle and your bleed time and your because your bleed time is obviously your crone wise woman time and it is it's like she's the the 
the veil kind of thins between worlds. So your bleed time is a powerful time for you to access divine guidance, wisdom and knowledge. And it can literally feel like, yeah, you're expanding and opening up and things feel quite etherical and light. And you'll find as well that the more like old stuff that you release from your being, like your traumas, your, um, you know, your, your pain and that, um, yeah, your, your period pains can literally dissolve and go. Um, it's sort of, yeah, it really can open up into a beautiful way. You tend to find like especially a lot of women as well that have a lot of endometriosis or health issues in that area tend to be carrying a lot of unresolved trauma um, and they you find that when you use your cycle and your womb to heal and release stuff from the multidimensional subconscious and all the rest of the family lineage and you purge it, it, a lot of those health issues can also dissolve as well, which I've seen in some women happen, which is pretty amazing. Mm. And you know, just on a, on a quick topic, because we said it wasn't going to be about women, but, <laughs> but um, I remember because I had to go food shopping. I was This is on my period this month. And um, I was like, oh, I was really dreading it. And I was with my son and I was right at the end at the checkout, you know, and I was, and he was like, da, 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 and I was like, oh, and I was starting to cramp. It was like my body going, You've done enough on your feet. I just want to be home with a cup of tea and a chocolate biscuit. Like, and I and I, I actually went into dialogue with my body mm-hmm. in silence, and I just kind of went, "Just hang in there, please. <laughs> just hang in there. I just got to get this food through the checkout, and then I can drive home." <laughs> and um, again, I would have in the past. I would have been angry at my body. I would have been in my masculine role and pissed off that mm-hmm. I was having a period, and it's not fair, and I don't want to go through this and want to do what I want to do and you know it's from a different energy and this time I could actually nurture that and say mm. just hang in there I know this is hard like you know I'm literally releasing my womb lining and mm. even like I don't know if you get um the aches around the upper thigh sometimes like your mm. body's having a workout inside yes. and it's like oh I don't have a lower back like everything is just screaming at me and I was like, just hang in there, hang in there. And I can just take off these jeans, get some comfy clothes on. <laughs> and we can do what we need to do. And yeah, and, and I got through it. It was, it was more, yeah, it was gentle. It was nice. I was working with my body rather than trying to yes. work against it. I think that's yeah, absolutely insane. Beautiful. Yeah, so, so how can we, uh, when we're reaching out to men and working with their womb space, mm-hmm. is there anything we can do to, or any techniques to kind of because I know a few tantric exercises but things that they can visualize to go into that space yeah I think I mean obviously (laughs) I mean um, maybe change the word like obviously if you're working with men um, you know you can change the word to say like you know the seat of your subconscious mind or you know the seat of your power just so that they can because I tend to find generally when I've worked with people when you start to say the word womb people just instantly default to babies like a pregnant yeah. woman <laughs> baby in the womb um well, and they go <laughs> yeah they instantly, exactly, they instantly go to kind of like women's reproductive organs um so yeah. i think sometimes just using different words that actually speak about the same thing um can be helpful and i tend to find like the process generally that even when it's been men and women when i've gone with them like we'll always go into like the base of the body and just really kind of, you know, taking deep breaths, like deep inhale, exhales in and out through the base of the body just to ground and connect with with that space. Um, and then generally from my own experience, obviously because it's like shamanic, so it's different for everyone. And then we'll intuitively go on like a journey 
into their womb space, into their seat of their subconscious, and it will reveal it, what it needs that person to know. So every experience is so different and weird sometimes. Um, but, yeah, it's just, I guess, a simple exercise, man or woman, is just taking some time to sit down, even like sitting on Mother Earth, sitting your bum on Mother Earth or putting your feet on Mother Earth barefoot and just taking some deep inhale, exhales out of down through the nose, down into the base of the body. And then as you exhale, just imagining you're exhaling out through the root, out through the base of your body can be a simple way of starting to connect to, yeah, that area and opening up and just becoming aware as well as how much tension you hold in that space because <laughs> we hold a lot of stuff down there. Mm. Yeah. I think you know, I, I just, it just came to me as you were talking then how I would love to, I think you mentioned before on a podcast, you want to reach out and tap into you know, reaching, um, uh, working with men a bit more. I can't remember what the topic was at the time. Um, mm-hmm. But I was just thinking, how can we say why is it important to heal that space? Because I think men are like, well, no, I've got my bits and bobs and I, I use them and that's it. And I was just <laughs> with a client just now and I thought, and he was actually telling me about one of his friends and he's on the verge of becoming a sex addict, honestly. Mm. He, he's just out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has a girlfriend and she's actually quite prudish. And I was like, right, th- this this is my exact client I want to work with <laughs> because it's, I'm talking about rebalancing it. You know, you're going mm. from one extreme to the other and neither's good. Either it's too shut down or you're, it's too out of control. And if you can harness it, control it, balance it and experience it in a loving, wholesome way. And mm. I thought, oh, you know, I really want to work with men on this because it's mm-hmm. very, very common and yeah like i said like using using a different phrase so we're not saying womb healing womb healing it's almost like um supercharged let's go in and harness it and see what's in Mm. there and then send it lots of love and light changes Mm. the intention and it then becomes a space for sacred sexual experience and procreation Mm. and a way to express love rather than yeah organs that you you don't really get told what to do with, do you? I mean, lots of men don't even know. <laughs> I think as well from what I've seen as well, and I don't know if you've, you've seen it too in your work, but I find that generally like when there's been that, when people are extreme in something, whether it's, you know, through sex or food or alcohol or whatever, normally from what I've seen when I've gone into like the, the seat of the subconscious, the womb space, there's usually been like an unresolved trauma or there's something unresolved in that space that's kind of quite deeply buried and they're using those things to kind of suppress or avoid or numb or self-medicate. That's just something I've noticed as well. Um, People that go to the extreme of um, even like I've tend to found people that have had sexual abuse as children um, later on in life will become quite sexually promiscuous as well or having a lot of, lot of sex to to numb and avoid and medicate if that makes sense so mm-hmm. I have noticed that too which I'm sure like yeah you've obviously probably worked with as well just creating that safe space for that stuff to come out if it does and healing it yeah, and balancing it. it is it is it a bit like you're seeking like an overindulgent pleasure in order to numb out the pain because you haven't dealt with the pain it, it can be yeah so it can also be it's like anything when you you you're, it's too much of something is it's not always a good thing. <laughs> it's like coming back into that healthy balance. But generally I've found working with shadow work and unresolved traumas and stuff like that, people 
do tend to use things like whether it's sex or food or drugs or alcohol, um, yeah, to to numb and avoid and to medicate. Um, but sometimes the wound is so deep and so unconscious that they're not even aware of that's what it is anymore until you kind of go in there and unpack it mm-hmm. and it's like, whoa, hello, there's like <laughs> the Pandora's mm-hmm. box comes out. What's um, this doing here? <laughs> yeah, they're like, shit. And it can be a simple memory. Like I had a client the um, couple of weeks ago who, you know, when we went into an initial trauma that where she was denying her gifts as a healer, um, you know, and there was like past life trauma there. But what was really interesting is that her subconscious was wanting to take her back to a moment of when she was 18 years old. And she's like, my life was great at 18. I don't know why it wants to take me there. But then when the subconscious took her into that place, there was a particular event that ex- that happened, I think, one week in her life at 18 that literally created this whole toxic belief system where she felt like she couldn't pursue her dreams and desires or what she wanted to do from this one particular event that she'd completely forgotten about at 18 mm-hmm. so it's like your subconscious can be holding on to so much stuff and you might have stuff in there from your family lineage um, that can be playing out I often saw that a lot with women and women and money um, particularly in their female female lineage it was like a lot of scarcity a lot of fear a lot of lack a lot of problem codes um, and all that and even science now has found that whatever the state of the consciousness of the mother is um, when she's carrying the baby mm-hmm. um, it's actually imprinted into the subconscious of that child and they found that epigenetically any unresolved trauma and patterns and things like that um, are passed on down through the womb space from generation to generation. Mm. So mm. it's like all this kind of, it's, it can be so complicated but generally I find, yeah, if someone has an over, like they're over the top on something, like whether it's sex, drugs, alcohol, relationships, whatever, there's usually a core wounding in there that it's a shadow playing out, if that makes sense. Yeah, sorry, I'm just typing to um, a call this, come on, because um, he's a guy. So we were just saying about um, how can men relate to having a womb space? Because mm-hmm. it's just as important to go into that sacred space and see what's going on because it's the seed, was it uh, your seed or your subconscious? And let's face it, we all come from the womb, you know, mm-hmm. that's a given. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting you said that about um, uh, what we what we can actually receive from the womb when they're pregnant. Um, because mm-hmm. also, um, I was reading where it was, I'm so sorry, I'm really bad with references and names and <laughs> I haven't got enough space in my brain to remember facts. Um, it's all knowledge and wisdom. I'm sticking to it. Um, is that DNA is passed between the baby and the mum as well, and that is always permanently within us as well. So what mm. I mean by that is when we're actually pregnant, the fetus and the baby can help to heal the mother by repairing um, our DNA or on a molecular stem cell level so say I had fibroids when I had a miscarriage. They found three fibroids in, in my womb. And I didn't know they were there. And then I, and I said, oh, is that why I miscarried? Like, should I have them removed? Um, and they were kind of like, we don't really know. Anyway, I got pregnant again and had Leo. And I, I said, in every single ultrasound, I'm not getting any pain. Are, are the fibroids gone? And then every single ultrasound was like, what fibroids? You don't have any. And I'm like, well... And I know it depends on where they're located or because I've researched into this, but, you know, they did a, I call them a dildo, 
Uh, ultrasound. Oh, fabulous. Mm-hmm. Fabulous being a woman, Linga. I tell you, <laughs> you have all sorts of stuff poked up inside you. And um, that it was pretty easy to find and put pressure on. I was like, oh, you know, excruciating agony. Yeah, that's a fibroid. That's that. And I was like, can you stop? Ow, ow, ow. Can you stop putting pressure on it? Um, so they're big enough to make that much. And I know they can shrink and, and become bigger and they change size over time. But I honestly said to people, I swear, my son healed them. Like, the, mm. he, because he, just him in his essence. So I'm creating life in the womb. Mm-hmm. But his DNA is actually, and, and that imprint stays between mother and child forever. That bond stays mm-hmm. within. And it's the same with however many children you have. That never changes. So, um, yeah, I really like that feeling because as well, you know, when people miscarry a baby quite, um, you know, full term, it's mm. like a ghost baby. You always feel them inside you or you still feel a connection to them. Oh, of course. We can, we can talk about souls, you know, all day long, but to actually have it explained scientifically through DNA, you're just like, well, yeah. <laughs> that That's the way of communicating. Right? And that's our bodies doing that. We don't even know. We're not, we're not even conscious of it i think that's such a beautiful exchange because you're basically Mm. healing each other you're creating life and healing each other you're making life healing life oh it's just makes me all broody again (laughs) (laughs) um so and and linga's just mentioned so he's actually talking about um okay um what he's been going through so yeah so with the womb space so we'll call it something else so we call you know uh, and in Tantra, we call the penis a lingam. So I think as well, when you give it a different name, it's like your lingam space. It just it has a different energy to it. Mm. Um, and and it's I just wanted to relate really quickly before I forget. When you mentioned about going into spiritual work and the energy work that we do, and we go into the base of our being to see what's in there. When I very, very first did this work, before I even studied Tantra, that's the first thing I do was going to someone's chakras because mm. I remember trying to practice this a long time ago in chakra healing. And I thought, well, if we can just go straight into the chakras, we can see what's out of balance, what needs to be worked on, what's going on. And then if we go into the base chakra mm. and actually work in there, and I've had the experience of it and we can go in and it's like a big bowl. I remember them saying like the pelvis, if you think about the actual hip bones on the skeleton, everyone has a big mm. bowl and you can actually yes. imagine you're a little tiny version of yourself when you walk around that bowl and see what's inside and see if there's areas of darkness that need to that need love and light to be shined on so it's so interesting you mentioned that because also and i don't know if we, whether you said seed or seat the seat of mm-hmm. our subconscious mind because we're sitting on it yeah. is that d or t mm. Exactly. And it's fine as well, like when you go into, like if you look at the base of your body, like you could even call it like your cauldron um, or, you know, the seat of your power, whatever names for it, um, obviously all means the same thing sort of thing, but as well like different areas of that space, like the right side, and this is men and women as well, like the right side of your womb um, is represents your masculine side. So anything from your, your father, your male lineage, um, the masculine consciousness can really sit on the right side of your womb. And then the same with the left side of your womb space, that can be like your female lineage, the female collective, all that sort of stuff. So different areas of that, that 
seat of down there as well can represent um, different aspects um, of your consciousness too, which is really fascinating. <laughs> There's so many layers to it. It's just crazy when you start going down there. <laughs> yeah, and um, and our listener Linger, I just want to shout out what he said because this is awesome. He says, yeah, I think we're much more connected to the world around us whilst inside cytoplasm than we are out of it. Mm. How effing true is that? And because they say, you know, talk to the baby when they're in the womb. And I, I remember when I was pregnant, I was super conscious to stay chill because I'm a very high energy person. And I kept reading, you know, they take on everything. Um, and I couldn't even have green tea. Like it was, everything was too strong. It was like, oh, no, no stimulants, just nice and chill, nice and chill. And sure, yeah. sure, sure enough, everyone comments on how chill my son is. He's like, oh, he's so easy. He's so chill. He's so loving. He's so stable. And you're like, oh, I think I did my yeah. thing right. <laughs> um, um, and he, and he's, he's gone on to say, um, food has the ability to resonate much more easily and is more sensitive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like the, the sound of that, like the way, like ripples and yeah. we can communicate through the oceans. I always think of like orca whales and dolphins when they communicate through the waves and through sound. Yeah. Um, he also shared, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, um, fibroids can come and go, but they nearly killed his little girl and his wife. Um, and they both had children after they dealt with the grief first. Mm. So, um, yeah, yeah, thanks for sharing that because I think there's so much, so much medical medical world can explain so much and heal so much but then there's always this spiritual level to it absolutely um, and that's the work we do and 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 i'd like to check in with your voice ellen because i know you're saying about <laughs> you've had covid are you doing okay yes yeah yeah i'm fine i just um have a bit of issues with breathing at the moment so if i'm a bit more quiet today i'm just reclining can i just check in on my girl <laughs> she's still there like, like she usually butts in by now um, <laughs> um oh, bless. I, I would love did you want to comment on any of that i, I want to answer another question that ling has got for us it's good to be interactive um, we must have something go to get something. Um, do you think it's the same with wealth? Sorry, I've just saw the question there. We must let something go to get something. Well, it's like creating space, I think, like letting go of what doesn't serve us. And when you work with obviously like the womb space, you can go in there to really clear and release stuff that no longer serves you so then you can create space for what you do desire to to come forth and manifest whether that's relationships children money whatever it is you desire to create it's all available there but sometimes when we're holding on to old stuff in our subconscious you know old stories old patternings old belief systems um limiting stuff that doesn't serve us anymore it can act as like um junk that can prevent you know, it's like a garden. If you think about like your garden, your inner womb space is like a garden that you clean out the old so then you can have fresh soil to plant new life into. Whereas if you've got all these old weeds and old, um, you know, crappy plants that don't do much, it's like blocking up that soil so there's no space for what you do desire to grow, if that makes sense. So it's like if you think about the laws of creation in Mother Nature, those same laws of creation exist within you as well in creating your reality. So if your soil in the seed of your um, subconscious is full of junk, <laughs> it's blocking up, you know, you can't create a beautiful garden, if that makes sense. So... 
Mm. Yeah. I, do you know what? I did a beautiful visualization about a garden yesterday. My mind, I tell this is this is a good tip, practical tip actually, and I want to answer Nicholas's question about the testicles. Um, not related. Um, my mind was, I was up at 3 a.m. My mind, my son woke me up, and my mind was going da, 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 monkey mind as normal. And I suddenly stopped and went, okay, what do I want my mind to look like? And I created a garden. And it just yes. stopped all of those thoughts. I went, I'm going to have so much gorgeous lush green. I'm going to have some flowers. I'm going to have a little stream in there. And got back to sleep. <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> I was like, I've got to remember that. Because I just thought, yeah. stop. Just stop. And stop trying to control my thoughts. But what do I actually want my mind to look like? And we can do that with any part of our body, really. You know, what do mm. heart to look like? Going to that heart chakra colour. Um, and the room space. So Linga asked, is it the same? Do you think it's the same for testicles? So I think we were talking about the healing. Masculine, so, feminine. Yeah, I, I say yeah. absolutely yes, because that's your that's where you create your life force. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. where it starts, right? Yeah. Well, your whole right side of your body, everything on the right is your masculine, everything on the left is your feminine. So it's, yeah, so you would have like testicles, like right side, masculine, left side, feminine, for sure. Mm. Mm. And the fact that we're actually, we actually, our um, embryos, I think that's the right term, is we all start out the same. <laughs> before we Sorry, I just read that. One is One's usually bigger than the other. <laughs> but, you know, it's the same for boobs, Linga. Yeah. It's the same for boobs, right? Same with the boobs. <laughs> you get one bigger and, than the other. <laughs> hey, I had, I had an ex-boyfriend that only had one. Um, <laughs> that was interesting. And I, I just think it's just what we're, we're just given, hey, it's and be a reflection. Um, <laughs> which way you hang, lol? Oh, Linga, we need you on the show every time. You gotta, we got to let you know. We don't want to do this at the same time every time. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I hope that answers the space, like the um, – yeah, our creation space. Maybe we should call it that. It's our creation space. Where what do we create? Um, mm -hmm. And it's literally our life force. And yeah, there's there's so much. It doesn't matter if you're men or women. Uh, shame and guilt that is put into even just you know our sexual organs when we're growing up. Um, self pleasure. So much shame. Mm. And it's like it's just part of the body. Someone said. Someone put it really nice. They said, um, when they were growing up, they just thought it was skin that gives you pleasure. And you go, well, that's just, I mean, yes, it's this sacred space. Yes, it is this powerhouse to access. It could be a portal to this amazing spiritual power we're talking about. But um, it, basically, that's right. It's skin that gives us pleasure. Um, mm -hmm. Why is that anything to be ashamed of? It's just it's a sensation. It's normal, it's natural, it's healthy, it's beautiful. Um, yes, we're just reading into Linga. It's <laughs> getting involved. Um, and then is there anything else you want to say about, I'm going to call it our creation space now. I'm going to write that down and use that term mm -hmm. when I'm talking to clients. Um, I was going to mention, I've worked with quite a few clients that have had lots of miscarriages or IVF and mm -hmm. trauma. Oh, interestingly, um, I had a, I won't tell the whole story, but I had a past life experience recently. And mm -hmm. that was to do with a lot of mutilation in our creation space. And I had never felt that before. And that's 
I think what message I'm getting over to listeners is I think there's so many layers of our spiritual healing and what comes up for us at the time is what we can handle mm-hmm. and don't be afraid to go there because yeah it can be really very very overwhelming to begin with and over time it's like layers and layers that are being revealed to you and then you can get to this stage where you go oh everything makes sense now every so much of my life makes sense because you've done the work because you've been unafraid to go inwards and without judging it mm-hmm. just observing and going what's this and doing it with um in a safe place where they can guide you it's so transformational mm. it's all within <laughs> it is all within isn't it it's it's like our physical bodies really are just a vehicle carrying the most beautiful soul with the most beautiful opportunities and experiences to have if we can mm-hmm. just if we can just be open yeah. to it I think a lot of people, though, spend a lot of their lives scared to look within and focus their time and energy on the material world, but the material world's impermanent and it's constantly sh- changing and shifting in response to your energy. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think it's nothing. I think a lot of people I've found over the years would say, I don't want to look within because I'm scared I'm going to find something really ugly. But I'm like, what you're going to find is love, unconditional love and your power to create. I mean, you're, we're all creators. And um, when we start to realise that we hold all the seeds, the water and the soil within us, so your thoughts, your seeds are your thoughts, your emotions are your water and your seed of your subconscious mind is your soil, you know, you have those elements within you to grow whatever garden, whatever life that you desire. It's all within you. And I think that's what people need, especially since when COVID and everything happened as well, waking everyone up to that fact. You know, it's um, it's all within. The world has nothing to give you. You have everything to give the world. Oh, I love that. I love that. Actually, I saw, <laughs> I saw a post today. I didn't share it because I thought it was a tad aggressive, but I kind of liked the message behind it and it says shine so bright their fucking eyes burn I was like whoa <laughs> you know I was like whoa that's out there but I really loved it as well because it's like just rip those clothes off and let your light shine like you know I love it love it love it um yeah and I, and I think just to bring our elements together as well because sex and money as deemed as evil and yet we're trying to turn that message around and say, no, they're fucking beautiful. And it's just energy. It's actually yeah. life force energy with nothing to be ashamed of. And we can manifest that with our vibration when the intention is to heal and to love. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Um, Amanda, <laughs> darling, I'm so sorry, but I'm, I'm gonna, my lungs are playing up a little bit, so I'm going to have to love you and leave you guys. Yes. Um, yes. But thank you so much for today's show and thank you to Linga for joining us. I'm sending you all lots of love. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to, yeah, I'm so sorry, sweet. I'm going to have to jump off. That's okay. You did well the last half an hour. Well done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, thank you, darling. All right. Bye. 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 Um, so I will wrap up the show there. If you do want to know um, anything else, then I'll put a few notes in at the end of this, especially that amazing book that Ellen mentioned, Womb Awakening, um, all about awakening the consciousness. Um, because And this is the work that I really do. Um, Ellen t- focuses on manifesting wealth and creating the most beautiful life and using that 
um, to reflect and express yourself. And I'm working with that womb energy, our creation space, with tantric energy. I think as soon as everyone says, hey, nice to meet you too, Linga. Um, as soon as I say tantra, everyone goes sex. And you go, yes and no. It's Buddhist teaching. It's sacred power. And we are not using it correctly. And it's become toxic. It's um, numbed down or it's become pornograph pornographic. Um, but when we really tap into the essence of the love and the light within ourselves, then we can use that to manifest. We can use that to heal our bodies. We can use that to bring in abundance. Um, I honestly used it to bring in different partners into my life, to um, get a new house for me and my son. And it's not about um, experiencing self-pleasure and then uh, you know, thinking about our house is a lot deeper than that and it's looking at the breath work it's looking at your um your intention you know intention is everything this is coming through so strongly from spirit usually um yeah music you know what um linga music is so driven in my being i actually i'm thinking about incorporating so much more i put together a huge playlist and i looked into whether or not this is actually legal to give it to clients because it's through Spotify. Um, but it, it's my driving force as well. It's like, it just keeps me going. There's so much creative energy behind it. And it's a power that, again, I don't think many people tap into. Um, you heal people's music. Yeah, perfect. Yes, where are you? Let us know where you are. Um, and like crystal bowls, sound energy. I go to drumming groups. Um, it's another way to kind of tap into that vibration. Um, and one thing for sure, when I'm really in my creative flow and I'm working, as in I'm on the laptop or I'm putting a program together or designing something, I get really horny. So this is what it's about. It's actually channeling that energy, that sexual energy into creativity and manifesting or whatever it is you want to be doing. Um, it's not just a physical pleasure um, or for procreating. But there we go. That's the work that we do. So, yeah, always reach out to us. Um, you can catch me. I've actually got my new website as Amanda Tantric Witch. And Ellen is Ellen at EllenSerena.com. Um, like I said, I'll put a few notes at the end of this. And we've got, I can't remember how many um, sessions this is now. I think it may be eight or so. Um, but um, join us. We, we're coming on every fortnightly. So grab a cuppa. I say grab a cup of tea. Come and join us for a little chat. Um, and if there's anything you want to know about as well, reach out to us and let us know. Because I just pick out a different topic um, each couple of weeks. Um, and sending much love to all of you. All right. I'll be playing a little bit of music as we um, say goodbye. All right. Bye, guys.